2: This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: I'm here with Scott Spreicher at the Vison studio inside the Circus Sportsbook tonight for our NFL preview show. And uh, hour number two, thanks to uh, Johnny Avello of DraftKings joining us in uh, hour number one. Danielle Alvari, Vison contributor, kicks it off for us. And uh, straight out of Pasadena joins us. And we're going to talk Chargers and Rams to get our L.A. report. Danielle, how are you doing? You fired up for the NFL season with a five days away?
4: Yes, I need something to get excited about after the game I had to watch from UCLA today. They won, <laughs> okay, but just not the hot start to the season we were hoping to see necessarily. So, yes, excited for some Chargers and Rams football.
3: Well, the Bruins got the win and the cover, and that's what matters. So, uh, let's go to... The Thursday night kickoff, the Rams two-and-a-half point home underdogs to the Bills, total of 52 and a half. I know Scott's going to ask you about Matthew Stafford, but I just want to ask you about the line. Do you think the Rams deserve to be home dogs in this spot, and do you think they are live home dogs on Thursday night?
4: I do think they deserve to be dogs and I think it's also kind of a lucky spot for betters at least. It's unfortunate that's a two and a half because that's not something I'm super excited to play necessarily, but I do think the Bills have a slight edge here. I do think the Rams are going to be a little bit worse off than we saw them last season, but ever so slightly. It's still going to be the Rams. It's still going to be these L.A. teams. I mean, i.e. the Dodgers, the Lakers, not afraid to spend money on talent, obviously, especially Mm -hmm. older talent, but I still think we're going to have a really uh, great season out of the Rams. That said, this could almost be a toss-up, so I am surprised to see this at Two and a half here, and this is coming from someone who's a huge Josh Allen fan. I actually got to cover him when I was in Wyoming, so I really want to see him do well. I'm shocked to see the totals for both the Rams and the Chargers games: 53 for Bills and Rams, and 52 for Raiders and Chargers. I think the only one higher is that Chiefs and Cardinals game at 53 and a half. So it's tough because I look at this and see two prolific offenses, and of course want to look over in these games. But I think these totals might be touching up a little too high for me. And you hope that the Rams defense can give the Bills offense a little bit more trouble than we've seen in the past. In the past, Josh Allen has found ways to score on them, especially more towards the end of games. So I do lean Rams here at home, but two and a half is not that exciting to me as far as getting <laughs> some points.
5: Got a couple of questions. Right. This is Scott Spritzer. And I was a couple of questions that I was thinking about. First of all, we've been kind of making this the theme of the show when it comes to the NFL so far today. But, you know, the read on Matthew Stafford's elbow, I haven't heard much about that of late after we heard some things about it, you know, a few weeks ago. And then on the flip side, on the defensive side of the football, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this linebacking core and I'm wondering, you know, there's, there's one of the good reasons see the total where maybe it happens to be. I mean, I look at inside linebacker and really Ernest Jones is the only recognizable face for an average football fan that might tune in and watch the Rams. Your thoughts on Stafford's elbow and also on that inside linebacking position.
4: Well, as far as Stafford's elbows, interesting you bring that up because I actually had ankle surgery a couple weeks ago. I've been going to physical therapy and my physical therapist is dating one of the Rams trainers. So, I've been trying to pump her for info, been like, "What's going on with Matt Stafford?" She goes, "What do you know?" She knows I cover them. "What do you know about it?" And I was like, "What do you know about it? Tell me what you." So, I've been trying to get my inside track on that one, but it does sound like they're concerned and all of the words we've heard out of Sean McVay aren't necessarily ones that would console anybody who wants to bet the Rams, especially as far as a future ticket, would be concerned because Matt Stafford's been dealing with this injury back to last season. Yes, he did some non-surgical stuff in the offseason, but describing it as an odd injury or an uncommon injury, at least for the NFL, I know that McVay pointed to maybe this is more of something they would see in baseball. All of these terms are things that are a little bit of a, just a pause, a cause for concern for sure. But to that point, Matt Stafford has continued to play through this injury game in and game out. He does not miss games. He plays with all kinds of injuries. So I do think that we're going to continue to see him playing. But at what level, at what percent, 75, 80 percent of what we're expecting out of him. Um, and to that reason, I actually love looking at any kind of Cooper Cup props, obviously, <laughs> game to game, because I think he's going to look for his comfort spot in that regard. As far as linebackers, you're completely right. I mean, obviously, uh, they lose one of their linebackers out to Buffalo, and now they have to play them. And I don't necessarily think that this is going to be an area that's going to be the most strong for the Rams, but they do still have Aaron Donald. They do still have Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think that those that's going to be enough to kind of deal with the absences in that other position.
3: Danielle Avari with us. And, uh, Danielle, I kind of forgot that you worked up in Wyoming. That was in Cheyenne, right? Yeah. Yeah. You covered Josh Allen back in the day. Did you think he was going to be, at that point, did you think he was going to be a high first-round pick and a surefire uh, pro bowler?
4: I think I've told this story on air before, but he was my last interview on my way out of Wyoming. I was already on vacation mode in my head, and I was interviewing him, and Wyoming had come off this season where they won two, maybe three games, none of the ones that I was standing in the snow and the ice at, of course. So I thought there's no way this program is going anywhere anywhere fast and I'm talking to Josh Allen and he's saying all these things and I'm just kind of nodding like I got to get back I got to get out of here <laughs> and lo and behold I'm watching Wyoming in the Bay Area and the following season and he just completely lights it up. I think they had a 10 win season when he took over. So no, I did not know that and also Craig Bull pointed out he said, "Oh, he can throw at a country mile." Mm-hmm. And I thought that's that's Josh Allen for you right there summed up.
3: Yeah, and uh, he had had a big season at Wyoming, and uh, things have taken off right now. Where would you rank Josh Allen, Scott? Uh, is he number two, number three quarterback in the Top NFL? three for sure. Yeah. And, you know,
5: he was lucky to play for a guy like Craig Bull. I'm a big Craig Bowl fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that Same. goes back to an assistant, Lincoln. That goes back to his North Dakota State yep. days. And I think, really, he, he took him to another level. Obviously, hard work out of Josh Allen and what he's learned since he's been a pro. But the bottom line is being able to be coached up by Craig Bull and his staff, the way he was, brought him to the level where he could make that next move. But, yeah, Top three, top four, he's got to be right. I mean, he's doing everything right. He makes the right decisions. He never gets flustered. That's what I like about a guy. You know, he's not going to look to run all the time. He's not going to look first receiver, second receiver, third option. He's going to look down that line instead of, okay, my first guy's not open. I'm going to take off and run with it. That's his biggest improvements that I've seen out of Josh Allen over the
3: first few years. He's such a good runner, too, and I think he's actually running too much. And part of the reason I think the Bills are Super Bowl favorites is, is that performance by Josh Allen against the Chiefs in the playoffs? You think playoff he's, he's, he's running too much? I think he is running okay. too much. It's okay. dangerous in the NFL. Well, that's Scott. true. No, I've that's, heard that. He's hurtling yeah. too much for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that his performance against the Chiefs in the playoffs was incredible. And, I, yeah. you know, they blew the last 13 seconds of the game. But I think that's a big reason the Bills are Super Bowl favorites. Everybody who watched that game was like, wow. Josh Allen was uh, phenomenal in that one. Uh, Danielle, I know you like props. Did you bet any player props involving uh, the Rams?
4: I have not, I was looking at something like getting involved in perhaps like a Rams team total. I'm seeing that sitting around 25 and a half, maybe looking, uh, over that, which is so hard to say, especially because I have the bills defense on my fantasy team, (laughs) but I do think that the Rams are going to be able to score on them. That's one thing I can count on with the Rams. And, uh, I just think we're in for such a high scoring game. It's so tempting to not look at overs in almost every category here. I know I mentioned Cooper cup. Those are such hard props to bet because they're so sharp. And of course, everyone's looking to bet there. So looking kind of outside of uh wide receiver ones, obviously would be something more interesting to me, but I'll definitely be taking a closer look at these props as we get closer to kickoff.
3: Cooper cup with an insane 145 yeah. catches last <laughs> year, Scott.
5: Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the receiving core now that you brought it up, Danielle. And I'm like, gone is Robert Woods, gone is Desha- Deshaun, Jackson. Uh, Allen Robinson basically taking over for Robin Woods.
3: Van Odell. Jefferson's still there. Odell Beckham's gone.
5: Odell Beckham, that's that's one of, oh yeah, one of the guys, you know, dear and near to your heart, right, Matt? But uh, <laughs> I got to ask you, Danielle, is is, is Skoranek ready to take on a bigger role? I mean, he was like your fifth or sixth guy down there. Now he's going to have to be, you know, probably the, the fourth receiver in that offense. And I'm just wondering if he's able, if you think he's able to take on more of a role with the Rams this year.
4: He's going to have to be. Right. And to his uh, to your point, at least he's got Sean McVay, because it seems that Sean McVay can make can, <laughs> can make magic out of anything. Um, I don't know if that's too high a praise for him, but I do think that he'll be in a good position to be put. He'll be put in good positions to be successful, at least, and have to take that step forward.
3: All right. Let's talk about the uh, Raiders Chargers game. I think this is one of the best of week one, Danielle. And it's awful <laughs> tempting to take the three and a half of the Raiders on the road in this one. I'm high on the Chargers in the big picture. Big Justin Herbert fan. But uh, should the Chargers be three and a half point favorites here? What's your scouting report on that game?
4: I hate that this is three and a half. Was this not? Can this? Can people just come in on the Raiders a little bit more so we can knock this down <laughs> well, to you're three? Gonna find
3: you're gonna find a three out there There's too. some threes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Split.
4: it's yeah. kind of a split well, line, three I'm, and three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen threes up and floating around, and definitely at different books. And I would be interested in looking at a Chargers minus three. I've been burned on this exact. Uh, Situation where the Chargers are a small favorite, even a home favorite to the Raiders. And that's the other question here. Who's the home team? I mean, the Raiders played back in LA from what, 84 or 82 to 94 or so. So this doesn't even feel like a home game for the Chargers, unfortunately, who still not necessarily even the most attended team in Los Angeles as far as the NFL is concerned. So... I do think that it's tempting to look to the Chargers here, especially because they bolstered all the areas they needed to in the offseason, right, with their defense, um, even adding to their offensive line out to the right side. So hopefully their rush offense improving as well. It looks like the Chargers took all these big steps forward, and this game was so close last year. But Raiders-Chargers games seem like a coin flip every time. They come down to the last minute. We saw it in Week 18 with that overtime finish. So if you're getting three and a half, I think you take it with the Raiders or you don't look at this game because I do think it's going to be too tight until the finish. And it's unfortunate because I do want to back the chargers here. I want to back Staley, but these week one games are just so tough to get involved with.
5: Sebastian Joseph day. I mean, I think that's a great acquisition. I mean, this team couldn't get anybody off the field last year. I mean, Mm -hmm. they were, I think last in the NFL in allowed third down conversion rate in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So, Real quickly, uh, about a minute, tell us uh, a little bit about what they've done on the defensive side of the football that's going to make improvements in that area.
4: Well, obviously, we know Zion Johnson was a huge addition for them as well. Uh, They did also add Khalil Mack, who apparently is not even an NFL top 100 player, but sure, go off. They also added Pro Bowl (laughs) cornerback J.C. Jackson. Uh, And Staley also took three defensive backs in the draft, including a third-round safety, J.T. Woods. They added on... Um, Otito Bonio from UCLA in the fifth round as well, a defensive tackle. So they literally went in and retooled exactly what Staley wanted to have for this defense to be more effective for them. So I'm excited to see what he does with it. People forget it was his first year. Uh, so I'm excited to see where they go from here. And I i am also a huge Justin Herbert fan because he's my fantasy quarterback this year.
3: All right. Well, good luck with that. Danielle appreciate the time tonight. Thanks a lot. Thanks guys. Danielle Alvari on Twitter with the LA report on the Chargers and the Rams, and the Rams kick off the NFL season in five days. Scott, we're going to come back with uh, six six teams in the preseason were perfect. All right. How many of those teams will make the playoffs? You're going to answer that question next here on our NFL preview show, Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall.
1: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on Veasan, the Sports Betting
2: Network.
3: Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of ten thousand dollars in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com/Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Matt Eumann, Scott Sprites are back. Our NFL preview show here. And uh, Scott, we're about halfway through it, but we're done with the NFL preseason. I'm going to shift and um, look in the rearview mirror a little bit here and try to predict uh, of the six teams that were perfect in the preseason, how many of those six will make the playoffs? now. If you remember the six teams that were perfect in the preseason, do you remember all six? Without I got them in front those? of me, so it's okay. pretty
5: easy. Yeah, I could I could fake it and say <laughs> off the top of my head, Matt, but we won't go there.
3: <laughs> all right, I wrote Bears, the Jets, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Texans. That's right. Yeah, I wrote the six down on the um, on the rundown, and our producer changed them to the hashtag nicknames. Oh. I don't know who <laughs> the hell Take Flight is. Who's Take Flight? Is that, gonna, that's gosh, the Jets. It's Jets, gotta right? be yeah. okay. So
5: we got the Bears. You know how I feel about them. And you know how you feel about them this yeah, year. Yeah, the
3: Bears are not going to be a playoff team. Let's yeah. put it that way. So we got. let's talk about the other five <laughs> and the ch- chances of the Jets. Is there any chance, Scott, that the Jets, if they get Zach Wilson back, in the meantime it's going to be Broadway Joe Flacco, a quarterback, is there any chance the Jets could surprise and be better than the Dolphins and the Patriots and maybe sneak into a wildcard spot in the AFC. No. No. Okay. Should I analyze
5: it, or should I just leave it at, you know, at no? We heard Johnny Avello saying, you know, there's a big difference or upgrade from Wilson to Flacco uh, at this point of Flacco's career. So, no, they're not going to be in the playoffs.
3: Okay. Take flight's not going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Take flight. I love it. <laughs> All right. How about, let's say, in the AFC with the Steelers? I think a lot of people are underrating the Steelers. Uh, they travel the fewest miles of any team in the NFL this season, by the way. And Mitchell Trubisky... Probably a little unfairly criticized because of uh, what happened in Chicago. Actually, when you go back and look at his numbers for the Bears, they're not that bad. Yeah. Uh, so can Trubisky and the Steelers be a surprise team?
5: They could. I mean, they got to step up, obviously, for Trubisky when it comes to how he's going to be coached over what he was in Chicago. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a definite upgrade. You know, Tomlin always puts some importance in preseason play. Yes. And it doesn't matter who's at quarterback. doesn't matter if they're a Super Bowl contender or they're a team like this year's unit, which is trying to get into the playoffs. I think they could sneak up and maybe make a dent in their division and maybe get a playoff spot, but I'm going to say, and I'm a Tomlin fan, by the way. I'm a big Tomlin fan. I like the staff. I'm going to say they fall short this year, the postseason.
3: Well, when people talk about Mike Tomlin, they they repeat the same thing. It's obvious. Never had a losing season. Absolutely. You know, yep. and it's, it's actually remarkable that the Steelers did not have a losing season last season. If you remember in Week One, they pulled a stunner. They went to Buffalo and yep. beat the Bills. Can they go to Cincinnati and beat the Bengals in yep. Week One? I actually think a lot of people are overlooking the Steelers, and uh, I think they could be a little bit of a surprise, a pleasant surprise.
5: They get off to a win there, which is I think a possibility. I might even be on them in Week One by mm-hmm. the time we get to uh, right. next weekend. And uh, all of a sudden, my my tune changes to be you know to the fact that I think they're going to be just missing the playoffs to just making the postseason and I think they can go into Cincinnati and win that football game so I mean that's how close it is for me it's like 50-50 they win this game against Cincy they're on the right track Mm -hmm. obviously but even a close loss to the Bengals and we can see how the quarterback play is in that game if they do lose doesn't mean you know all of a sudden they're gonna lose more games than they should so uh, I won't be shocked though next week if I have a play on Pittsburgh over Cincinnati but I'm gonna say they just fall short right now Matt and Again, as you said earlier in the show, I can change my mind. I reserve the right Right. between now and week one. I'm
3: leaning towards the Steelers in that game at Cincinnati next week, taking Mm. the points in that one. I hope Mitch Trubisky plays well. I think uh, he's been unfairly criticized by a lot of people. And uh, anytime he has a bad game, unfortunately, here in Pittsburgh – they are going to be uh, calls for Kenny Pickett. He's got to look over his shoulder at Kenny Pickett the whole time. I I
5: want Pickett to kind of sit back a little bit and learn a little bit, not throw him into the mix right Mm -hmm. away. And if they're going to have a chance to beat Cincy, it's going to be because Trubisky is playing well, being coached up well, not because Pickett comes in and does something. So I think they're making the right choice. And how can you argue with what Tomlin's done in his career as a head coach?
3: When you look at that division, are you fading the Browns? Because if the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, obviously the Browns are going to have to have a bad season. The Bengals would have to fall victim to that Super Bowl loser hangover uh, that seems to happen every year. Um, how do you handicap the division? And do you would you bet the Ravens to win it? Because I do have a bet yeah. on Baltimore to win the AFC North.
5: Absolutely. I think the Ravens got a great shot to represent the AFC this year. The thing about the Ravens this year, I mean, look what happened last season. They had injury after injury. They had so many, you know, so-called player games that were missed, player starts that were missed after they started 8-3. and three. And then, of mm-hmm. course, they can't win another ball game. They lose Lam- uh, Lamar Jackson. One of the things I like about Baltimore this year, and not that they're going to go with you know, a backup quarterback for a length of time and still be able to do a lot of damage when it comes to postseason play, but they've got a fantastic quarterback rotation. And and that's why I played them a few times. Only the last ones, but played them a few times this year in preseason uh, because they do have a really good quarterback rotation. They've got guys they don't have to change the offense up for if Lamar Jackson gets hurt. So you got to you got to yeah. think that all those injuries that they suffered last year in the second half – of the season that regresses back to the mean they don't suffer those kind of injuries they're the best team talent wise in the division with to me the best coach in the division so yeah cleveland's out of the mix i think baltimore wins the division i think cincinnati might regress a little bit not a ton but a little bit so i think because of baltimore and cincy it keeps pittsburgh just from making it to the postseason
3: yeah you're right baltimore was so beat up by injuries that yeah. team finished the season on a six game losing streak yeah, they were eight and three at one point you yeah. on. know I think you're going to see a big bounce back from Baltimore. So that's our next question: the Ravens, who went unbeaten in the preseason, now have won 23 in a row <laughs> uh, in the month of August. Will they be a playoff team? We're both going to answer yes. I think absolutely.
5: And the one thing they had to shore up was DVOA, their defensive DVOA, mm-hmm. and I think they've done that in the offseason. Injuries alone are going to make up. Non injuries alone are going to make up for what they did last year as far as metrics like DVOA. So yeah, they're
3: they're making the playoffs. All right, we got two more of the six teams that went perfect in the preseason. Will they make the playoffs? How about the Houston Texans? They have a, a tall mountain to climb in the AFC South with the uh, Jaguars, Titans, and uh, the the Colts being the favorites. Yeah, the Texans aren't going to make it. No. I mean, I like Davis Mills like you do, but without spending a whole bunch of
5: time on it, they're not going to make it. You know, I, I would love to see a team like Houston. I didn't play the over-under on their wins totals. I don't know if you did, but, I you know, know, I could see them winning six games, you know, with Houston and with Davis Mills. I think they're headed in the right direction. I, I make fun. I, I make less fun of the Texans than I do of the Jets right now. I'll leave it at that. But they're mm-hmm. not going to make the postseason.
3: No, I actually. Uh, I think the Texans, if they won six or seven games, that'd be a great season. Sure. Uh, their win total four and a half, mm-hmm. uh, and that's over minus one tenth. So expectations are low. But I actually think the Texans are going to be a little bit better than people think, and that might be a home dog I play in week one. All right, the sixth team that went unbeaten in the preseason. The Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels had this team playing pretty good football. And Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller never stepped on the field in the month of August, and the Raiders went 4-0. They won the Hall of Fame game and won all four preseason games. But they're in the toughest division in football. Yep. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Will the Raiders be a playoff team?
5: Besides everything they did on offense and the fact they can get those three guys you just mentioned on the field at the same time is an obviously obvious upgrade. I love the addition of Chandler Jones from Arizona. That's mm-hmm. a great addition. Uh, you've got questions regarding the secondary because Casey Hayward's no longer there. But I think they got enough talent to make up for it. But it's the schedule. Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, six games. Two of their final four games are at the Rams and home against San Francisco. In fact, they finished the season. I wrote it down here to make sure I got it right because it's crazy. They finished the season with games against the Chargers, the Rams, the Patriots who could be decent, the Steelers who could be decent, the Niners and the Chiefs. It's going to be touch and go down the stretch, I think, for this team to make the postseason. Mm-hmm. I know all the folks in Vegas, you know, we got a lot of fan support here and all that kind of stuff, and they really think the Raiders are going to make a big jump to where they go deep into the postseason. They got to get there. And if there's any injury problems or something doesn't go on defense with that secondary, with Hayward being missing and things of that nature, boy, you look at that schedule and you're going just a couple of slip-ups. You know, You've got a quarterback who's got in car who's got to improve on a 23 to 14 touchdown to INT mark. He's got to get better. He's got the receivers and the offense to get better. He's got to prove he can come through. I, I would hate to see the Raiders in the final four or five games having to play for a postseason berth. So out of all the six teams we talked about, definitely Ravens, probably Raiders, outside shot, Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Okay. And we're saying no on the Jets, the Bears, and the Texans. Really going out on a limb. Yes, we are. (laughs) And a orangutan can answer that question. Uh, But, yeah, I I do believe the the Ravens are the best bet to make the playoffs. And uh, I would say Raiders' second best bet, Steelers' third, as far as that goes. How many playoff teams? I'll go two. I'll say either the Raiders or the Steelers sneak in there as playoff teams. Scott, there seems like so little separation in the AFC West. And we're going to preview this division a little later in the show. Those four teams, uh, the Chiefs are no longer odds-on favorites, and the Raiders are the long shot at a plus 650. Right. Right? So, and they won 10 games last season. The yep. team picked to finish last in the division, won 10 games, and picked up Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones.
5: And, and a quick <laughs> question to you, Matt, is like if you're looking at that division and you're in, in in a game late in the fourth quarter, final couple of minutes, you're down three or less or whatever, or maybe leading by a couple. You got the best one of the best you kickers got, in the league. Well, n- not only that, but a quarterback. Do you trust Derek uh, Carr, no. Russell Wilson? Uh do you trust, you know, Herbert with with the Chargers? Do you trust obviously Patrick Mahomes? And out of that mix, nothing against Derek Carr, but I could see trusting the other three over him. Oh, no doubt know, about so.
3: it. No doubt. No doubt. The Raiders do have a great kicker too in Daniel Carlson. We're we're go. gonna talk about the AFC West a little more later in the show. Which team is most likely to win the NFC? We have the numbers from Pro Football Focus, and uh, we have our own opinions. We'll talk about that when we come back. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Hey, it's football season. Betters know that this is when the money is made. It's time to become a VSIN subscriber. Only subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. We have advanced stats, power ratings, everything you need, and more in the uh, pro and college football betting guides. Best bets on season win totals and division finishes. Sign up early for a discounted $175. you will receive both guides and full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. 175 all the way through the Super Bowl or 40 a month to see everything VSEN has to boost your betting game. Go to VSEN.com slash subscribe. Matt Humans, Scott Spritzer here at the VSEN studio inside the Circus Sportsbook. And, Scott, this is our NFL preview, and uh, we're about halfway through the show today, so it's time to answer this question. Who do you like to win the NFC? Uh, pro football focus, did the math, and here's the simulation from PFF. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 24% chance to win the conference Green Bay Packers, the number two choice at 17%. The Rams, third at 14%. The 49ers at 10%. And then the Cardinals and the Cowboys at 7% each, uh, most likely to win the NFC. And the Niners had a 10-point lead on the Rams in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship game and blew it. Uh, Who do you like to win the NFC this time around? So the
5: Cardinals and the Cowboys get each 7%, and we can't get anything for the Eagles? Are they, are they forgetting
3: about Philly in the NFC? That's where I think Pro Football Focus has blown it here on their uh, simulation. How do you not have the Eagles in the top six? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... Are we wrong about the Eagles uh, and Pro Football Focus is right? Or what's going on here? I think we're right. Believe it or not, I've been wrong before.
5: <laughs> and it's going to happen again. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if you're going to take an outside shot at a team to win the uh, NFC, it would be the Eagles. When I look at the teams you mentioned, you know Tampa Bay, the core is basically the same as it was. Uh, when they won it all a couple of years ago, the offensive line might have some issues early on. You know the injury at center mm-hmm. to Ryan Jensen. Uh, schedule isn't overly difficult for Tampa the second half of the season, but check out that start to the season. This team could be one and three out of the blocks yep. when you look at that schedule, and and of course it's not easy. But you know I think they can easily go ten and seven even if they start at one and three. I don't think they'll start one and three, so I think they'll probably win eleven games. But I look at them and I'm thinking, all right, I don't know if I like them that much more than the rest of the teams that PFF has on this list. I look at Green Bay, easy schedule to start. They could very well be 6 and 1 straight up when they travel to Buffalo in in week 8. So while Tampa Bay might be fighting back to get in the mix, you got Green Bay who should be kind of out in front of things. I'm assuming they split the Vikings and, and Buccaneers games. I'm not too concerned with the Packers' offense. Uh, it's not like Rodgers hasn't had to produce with so-so wide receivers before. Devontae okay, think about Adams. that game
3: at Arizona last year when the Cardinals were seven and zero, and Rodgers yeah. had no healthy receivers absolutely uh, no, to speak of, and uh, everybody bet against the Packers, and they went to the desert and That's beat right. down the Cardinals. And
5: how many times throughout his career have we seen Aaron Rodgers not have anybody out there, you know, to throw the ball to, and still go out and put up incredible, you know, All Pro numbers right. for that course of the season? So again, like I was saying earlier on in the show, that you know, I think Devontae. Adam's numbers drop off just because he's got a lot of guys to compete with, or at least two, uh, out here in Las Vegas when it comes to receptions. But as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, I don't think his numbers are going to drop off as far as efficiency is concerned. And then I look at the Rams. Von Miller's gone. Andrew Whitworth's gone. Robert Woods is gone. We talked to Danielle earlier, talked about the linebacker situation. That's a little bit of a detraction from the Rams from last year. I look at their schedule. Uh, If they don't beat Buffalo on Thursday night, I'm looking at three and two, even two out, two and three for their start, their first five games not being out of the question. Right. Doesn't mean they can't go on and win the the, the uh, uh the division and get to the postseason and do some damage again, but I think they're a little bit down. So San Francisco, Arizona, and Dallas, I'm a little bit uh a little bit bearish on the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Not so much the Niners, but I don't think they deserve to be in the mix of the Bucs, the Packers, and the Rams. But again, Matt, I look at the Eagles and I'm thinking this is the team that I want to plunk my money down on to win the NFC. And we haven't even mentioned them, but of the six teams, I get it why the Buccaneers are getting that kind of attention, but
3: I think the Eagles are right there. I mean, they're in that top three or four to me. All right, so at Circus Sports, let's look what the oddsmakers think here in-house. The Buccaneers and the Rams are co-favorites. Excuse me, the Buccaneers and the Packers are co-favorites at plus 435. So the Bucs and the Packers, right. plus right, 435, a little over 4-1, to co-favorites. The Rams are the third choice at plus 520. Uh, the 49ers and the Eagles each uh, at 7-1. to one. So tied for the fourth choice. So mm-hmm. the Circus Sports Oddsmaker is giving the Eagles much more credit than the pro football focus simulation. So I think the, their thinking here is in line with what you and I think about the Eagles, uh, that the Eagles are in that top four, top five in the NFC. And for some reason, pro football focus does not have the Eagles in the top six.
5: It just it, it shocks me a little bit. Yeah, and you mentioned little... the odds, and I, I wasn't sure what Circa had when I sat down to do this show today, but I agree with them across the board when it comes to that. And you look at the division they're playing in, first of all, you know, it, unless they can figure out, unless Dable can figure out what's going on with Danny Dimes and all these turnovers, they're not going to be in the mix. He's got the propensity to turn the ball over in key situations. We've seen it so far in his career. You've got Washington, who should be better. I mean, the defense is unbelievably fantastic as far as. On paper, if they can translate that onto the field and get some help from the offense, you've got a great front line on defense when it comes to Washington. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of the Dallas Cowboys this particular season. I I don't think they're going to be able to uh, keep Philly from winning that division. So the best team with overall talent on both sides of the line of scrimmage with a quarterback that I don't think is going to make costly decisions out of all these teams in that division – would be Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I love what they did in the offseason, both sides of the, of the line of scrimmage. And I might have mentioned it earlier on the show. I know I've done some shows back east, and I've talked about it. He doesn't have to worry about outscoring teams now because of the talent they have on the defensive side of the football. They don't have to win 31-27. to 27. Right. He can go out there and win 23-17. to 17. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm too uh, a little bit too bullish on the Eagles. We'll find out. But I like the Circa odds a lot better than the PFF numbers that we've seen. I do, too. These teams. I do, too.
3: By the way, the Cowboys – our next choice, a so plus nine twenty-five, about nine to one, and the Cardinals all the way down at twenty-five to one to win the NFC. Yeah, twenty-five to one. See, I think PFF has blown it here by putting the Cardinals up there in that top five. So do I, and not even putting the Eagles in the top six. Uh, so if I rank the teams in the NFC, Scott, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Packers one, Eagles two. How would you rank the top
5: two? I'll say Packers 1, I agree with that. I'm going to leave the Eagles ahead of Tampa Bay by a smidge Mm -hmm. because i got to see what Tampa Bay is going to do with that offensive line with the injuries up front. And I haven't even mentioned, by the way, it just dawned on me, I haven't even mentioned A.J. Brown for the Eagles. I mean, this team really has put a a great roster around Hurts. So, yeah, Packers 1, Eagles 2, Tampa Bay 3 with a question mark because they might be slightly behind the Rams. It's so questionable with those two teams. The offensive line for the Buccaneers, the linebacker situation, especially at inside linebacker for the Rams, scares you a little bit. Matthew Stafford's elbow, which we talked to Danielle, and like I was saying to you in the beginning of the show, it might be one of those situations where maybe he looks fine the first couple of weeks, and then week seven, week eight, week nine, when he starts throwing the ball a lot, all those reps, starts taking a few hits, that elbow may come back to, to haunt them. And so I have to keep them behind Uh, the Eagles, and probably slightly behind the Buccaneers because of that possibility.
3: Okay, so this is what I want to bring up here because we're going to preview the NFC East. We're going to talk about my best bets. We're going to preview the AFC West here later in the show, but we're not going to talk much more about the NFC South, and we're not going to talk much more about the NFC West. So I want to get your take quickly on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you see this team... Uh, let's, let's see. Last year, all, two, all 22 starters were back, and everybody right. expected the Buccaneers to be in position to repeat, and uh, they lost at home in the playoffs to the Rams. Is this team on the decline? Is Tom Brady about done? Does he have marital problems with Giselle? Yeah. Did you read Did you read about that in the past couple of days? I, I did. I, I, I couldn't tell you about the Gisele situation. Is it situation. all falling apart for the Buccaneers? You know, I watched
5: uh, I watched Tarico the other night. Maybe it was last night, and he was talking about he had recently been around Tampa Bay and around Tom Brady, and he uh-huh. was talking about the guy looks just as good as he always has to me when he's throwing the football, so maybe he can keep it together emotionally, mentally, whatever else you want to call it, when he's between the sidelines and he's out there on the field. But I look at that schedule with a questionable offensive line, and again, you know, If they start one and three out of the blocks, very possible with this particular schedule. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're fighting from behind. And then you've got Tom Brady, who might not have the same protection he's had. And we all know, man, I'm, I'm a huge Brady fan. I was not necessarily a Patriots fan. I'm not really a fan of any team. I'm a fan of individual players. But he has no mobility. And if he's out there getting knocked around and whacked around by these first three or four opponents, which are good teams, then all of a sudden Tampa Bay slides down the uh, list. So I'm going to say they regress a little bit. A good chance they win 10 games, maybe 11, if everything goes right. Mm-hmm.
3: I would say under 11 and a half. That win total looks too high at draft Yeah, teams. I think
5: 10 wins probably out of this
3: team. Uh, I think the Buccaneers are going to take steps back. And uh, Tom Brady's not at the point where – never really was, but he's definitely not at the point now where um – um he can survive with a, an offensive line that's going to break down. Right. Scott, and they've had some injuries on that offensive line. I think that's going to be the biggest concern right now. He's
5: got to have time, man, because he's not going to move parallel to the line of scrimmage for more than you know 0.5 seconds before he gets hit because of his lack of mobility. So, listen, I trust some of the guys out there that have talked about his arm looks as great as normal, but, again, that offensive line is probably going to let
3: him down. Brady led the league in passing yards last season with 5,316. That's yeah. remarkable for the guy his age. Trey Lance on the other end of the uh, spectrum, a young quarterback, very little experience. How about the how about the 49ers to win the NFC West, and how big of a mystery is Trey Lance to you here in the last few seconds?
5: Yeah, I, I don't know. i got to see Trey Lance before I can trust him because I think he's the right fit over Jimmy G. He can move around a little bit. Kind of quarterback who does what they want to do in San Francisco with the style of offense. They have short passes, being able to run the football a lot, and I think he fits that mode. So... Yeah, they'll probably win the division because I think the Rams have a lot of
3: question marks. Well, I hope you're right. We're going to talk about my best bets next here on the NFL Preview Show.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with
2: Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network.
3: Kick off college football with BetRivers online sportsbook. Join BetRivers every Saturday of the college season for a 20% parlay profit boost of at least three legs with new promotions and props every day. BetRivers is your go-to sportsbook. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today. It's a whole new game. BetRivers.com. Matt you and Scott are here. Our NFL preview show on vSEN. And uh, Scott, we're, we got to your best bets in the last hour and we're going to finish this hour with uh, my best bets. And we have a common play. I'm going to start out with a win total. Bears under six and a half. Now, I played this, uh, man, I'm going to say at least six weeks ago. It's maybe even two months ago. It's been a while. Uh, that number has now dropped to six or at some places five and a half. But I, I looked at this uh, over the summer. I said the Bears did nothing to help Justin Fields. We, we just talked at length about Jalen Hurts. And, uh, what the Eagles did to put weapons around Hurts, who has one of the top three offensive lines in the league in front of them, too. What the Dolphins do for Tua? A lot to try to help Tua. Uh, the, the Niners have done uh, some things to try to help Trey Lance as well. What have the Bears done to try to uh, benefit Justin Fields? Very little. And they have a bad offensive line. I just don't see a path to seven wins for the Bears. And uh, that's why, hey, if you can still find six out there, bet under six. Uh, but, yeah, that's one of my best bets for win totals. I know you like that, too.
5: Yeah, you know, I agree with you, and, and it's a situation where, again, it's like they, I mean, can can he stay healthy, Justin Fields, behind this offensive line with really no help? I mean, this is a team that was undefeated in preseason that I don't happen to like, and it's a situation also where they're looking, they, they cleared a lot of cap space, which is kind of unfair to Fields, mm-hmm. because he's got to wait a whole extra season now to be able to shore up and do some things like the Eagles that you mentioned did or what San Francisco did for Trey Lance. He's got to wait for that to happen in the offseason now, now that they got the cap space to go out and get some weapons to get some protection for him. It's an un, it's a tough situation. And, again, I'm with you, man. I, I think that team
3: has a real tough time topping four wins. But I will say this about the Bears, and you made a reference to it, and I've talked about this too. I think this is kind of a year where the Bears just say, Uh, this is a throwaway season. We're building towards next year because the salary cap situation for Chicago is going to be outstanding after this year. So you really can't blame Justin Fields too much. I know a lot of people love to uh, trash young quarterbacks when uh, they don't look good. But, hey, you can't get too down on Justin Fields no matter what happens this year. The Bears are going to make big additions to this uh, roster after this season. And it's going to be all about 2023 for the new coach and the new GM, Ryan Poles. And Matt Eberflus. Yeah, they got
5: young brass running this team also. Right. And and my my only concern is, you know, keep Justin Fields healthy. Yeah. Because I want to see we we'll judge him next year when he's got somebody around him. Right now, mm-hmm. I mean he's out there on his own. He's out there on an island on his own team. And it's gonna be whatever they do right this particular season is gonna be because of Justin Fields. And we'll have to wait and see next year to really give this guy to really judge what he can really do when he's got some skill around him.
3: Yeah, you hope this uh, season does not stunt his development too exactly. much. Exactly.
5: That's a point um, I think I was trying to make, and you yeah. said it much more eloquently.
3: <laughs> well, look, look at the uh, Bears. Actually, they got a few shots here to win some early games uh, in the first six weeks. They're home against the Niners, obviously seven-point dogs, then they go to Green Bay. But after that, they host the Texans on the road against the Giants, on the road against the Vikings, and host the Commanders at Soldier Field. So a couple spots there where maybe the Bears could pick up wins. But if you look at the schedule as a whole, I just do not see how the Bears could get to seven wins.
5: I know the commanders aren't the best team on the schedule, but I look at that (laughs) defensive front and I'm thinking, man, Justin Fields might want to take a week off uh, because that's going to be nasty when that defensive front for Washington gets at it. But uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about the under being one of my plays with the Chicago Bears is the fact that I think it's only three teams on their entire schedule that has less Uh, Fewer wins totals by the books than the Chicago Bears, and and that's where
3: you let the books kind of do the work for you. Right now at DraftKings, you could still get the Bears under six and a half, but you got to pay a price of minus 190. I I wouldn't pay the buck 90. I would go lower. I I paid paid a buck 40. I paid a buck 40 for that a while back. It's not
5: that I don't think, I mean, I just think I'd rather, you know, I'd
3: rather lay half a a game less and get a better price
5: because I don't think they're going to win more than four games.
3: So. I also played the Cowboys under 10.5 at minus 145, and this price has been going up. But the, the Cowboys' win totals also dropped to 10 yeah. at a lot of spots. What I've seen, Scott, is a, a decline in this Cowboys' offensive line the past two years. Zeke Elliott's obviously not the same running back no. he was when he was one of the league's leading rushers uh, for about a three-year span. And the Cowboys have fewer weapons at the receiver spots around Dak Prescott. So a lot more pressure on Prescott to make plays and carry this team on his back. And uh, I have a lot of questions about the Cowboys and obviously a lot of doubts about Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's a guy that adds uh, anything to your win total as a team. Um, Mike McCarthy is a net negative. The win total now at 10. The unders minus 120 on the Cowboys. And the Tyron Smith injury is big for an offensive line I already had questions about. So the Cowboys under.
5: You got no Cooper on defense. You got no Randy Gregory. He's gone. And so that's going to make life a little tougher, too. And remember, this team produced, this defense produced, I think it was almost three dozen turnovers last year. Mm-hmm. And that always regresses to the mean. I'm looking at those odds right now, and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm almost thinking about a plus 160 to miss the playoffs, even though I think Dallas you know, has a better shot to make it, obviously minus two bucks, than they do to miss it. That's that's a little bit tempting right now. I agree with
3: mm-hmm. you on that play. Yeah, it's not going to surprise me at all if the Cowboys miss the playoffs. Look at this schedule. It's a lot more difficult than it was a year ago. The Cowboys play the Buccaneers, the Bengals. They're on the road against the Rams, actually at Green Bay. They host the Colts and uh, at Tennessee. But that's definitely a tougher schedule than it was a year ago when the Cowboys went 12 and 5. And, and Scott, they went 6 and 0 inside the division. That's not going to happen this year. They're going to get
5: very well could get beat twice by Philly. Right. They're probably going to split with the other teams within the division. You know, the commanders are not an easy out because of that defensive front. So that's going to be tough going up against an offensive line that wasn't as good as it was last year when you talk about Dallas. So, again, this is a situation where they split, let's say, with Washington. They lose two to the Eagles. That's one and three. Maybe split with the Giants here, two and four within the division. And then you got road games, as you mentioned, at the Packers, at the Vikings. You know, they got a home game against the Colts. They could very well lose that later on in the season, final five or six games. So I think it's a tough, tough season coming up for Dallas. I think they're a little bit overvalued right now.
3: All right, so that's a segue to uh, my next best bet. The Eagles to win the NFC <laughs> East about a month ago here at the uh, Circus Sportsbook. I bet the Eagles at plus 185. And uh, what I'm going to say next is try try to uh, forecast where do you think the money's going to come in in the NFL markets? What are going to become the popular teams and get ahead of the line moves. And uh, that's going to be a pro tip uh, for this hour. We do one every hour on VSEN across every show. So that means 20 every day. All available for VSEN Pro subscribers only at VSEN.com. We can sort them by sport and show. But Scott, I really targeted in May the Eagles as a team that I thought were going to emerge as sleepers this year because I loved what, after the draft, you talked about A.J. Brown. They put him right. in that offense. it got so much speed at the receiver spots. They got good running backs. Dallas Goddard, a tight end, a top three offensive line. I said, this is going to become a hot team. It's going to become a popular team. And the Eagles have. And um, fortunately, I got ahead of that line move because right now the Eagles are about plus 140 to win that division. And they were plus 185 a month ago.
5: Yeah, I like that play over we talked about a little bit earlier as far as their wins totals are concerned. And, And not only what you mentioned on offense, what they did and having that really strong offensive line to help things get going to kind of be in the engine that runs the whole thing. But the defense has made so many nice additions. I love what they did in the front seven on defense. If they had some improvements to make in the offseason, that's where it came in the front seven, and they're better – than they were a year ago, at least on paper. I mean, Matt, you know, we so we get, we reserve our a, a right to change our mind, but I have it in the last <laughs> half hour. So the bottom line is, is we're, we could look really, really good or really, really mm-hmm. bad in about six weeks from now, depending on how the Eagles do, because we're both pretty
3: high on this football team. How high are you on the Saints? Because I, I think the Buccaneers are, are going to regress, you know, or take a step sure. back, and that offensive line could be a reason. I really like what the Saints have done around Jameis Winston, too. You talk about a guy with weapons around him in the defense. Looks like it's going to be pretty uh, strong for the Saints. How about the Saints at three to one to win the NFC South?
5: Yeah, you got uh, you know Dennis Allen leading the charge, and he's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, which mm-hmm. is what they need to improve upon, uh, besides quarterback play from last year. But they were bottom third in the NFL in DVOA uh, last year, so I think he'll be you know do a great job with his defense. They have fewer injuries. We haven't even mentioned that you've got a quarterback in Jameis Winston who gets to team up with Michael Thomas. These two didn't play together last year, you know, obviously. Right. And you had Jameis Winston who was injured when he wasn't injured. They went what? Five and two. Um, I, I think it's a situation where they do, they're an improved football team. And I've done a lot of videos talking about the new Orleans saints and every way I cut it over the course of the summer,
3: I come up with the uh, new Orleans saints having a good season, maybe one in that division. All right. I got him a plus three ten. That was right here at circa. Also, uh, division bets I made here: the Niners to win the NFC West at plus 150, the Ravens to win the AFC North at plus 140, and I took a shot here on the Raiders to win the uh, AFC West at plus 650. We're going to break that down that division a little bit more here later in the show. I did make one Super Bowl bet on the Colts at 25 to one. I'm I'm considering an Eagles Super Bowl bet, which I have not yep. made yet. But uh, you and I are very high on the Eagles, and uh, we'll talk about that division uh, next as we continue the NFL preview show. Here on V-CIN, Scott Spreitzer, Matt Humans in studio here at the Circus Sportsbook. Uh, next hour, we uh, we're going to preview the NFC East and the AFC West. And Sal Palantonio of ESPN had a bold prediction for the Eagles when he was on with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard this week. Stay tuned for that. Vsin the Sports Betting Network.
2: Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the Kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.